Conservative talk show host. I've been waiting for this night to come. Yeah. Now it's time for me to take my place. The makeup running down my face. Broadcasting from his undisclosed bunker studios, the dawn of Las Vegas, Steve Sanchez. And I say welcome to the show. Steve Sanchez, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Kate on the Talk of Las Vegas, Thursday edition of the show. Glad to be here with you tonight. 702-257-5396 is how you weigh in on the conversation. COVID talk is on everybody's mind again, right? I mean, once again, COVID-19 is in the news, at least predominantly in Nevada. I'm going to tell you why here in a second. And it's not that COVID-19 or the coronavirus hasn't been discussed. I mean, we've been discussing and we're concerned. We don't want families getting sick. We don't want anybody getting sick. We don't want anybody dying. But when are we going to get past the, what I call draconian measures in terms of shutdown so that we can really start getting back into some normalcy, real normalcy, especially here in Las Vegas. I mean, that that's the most important thing economically. And we have to discuss that today because the COVID-19 task force, that's the Nevada COVID-19 task force, excuse me, force, has voted to keep bars and taverns closed in Clark County. That decision came today. Now, some are saying this is the smart way to go. This is the best measure because Clark County still has an issue with positivity rates, uh, et cetera, elevated cases, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, when I look at this and I assess it, you know, yeah, am I, am I seeing some cases in terms of positives? Yes. But really, it's not at an alarming rate. So, I mean, what I'm trying to figure out here is when will we be at this magic number? I mean, have you thought about that? Have you asked these questions? I mean, when will we? Because when you ask Governor Sisolak, he doesn't have a magic number. His thing is, well, we're going to let the science determine that. Science doesn't have a mouth. Science is a system that is used by humans to determine X, Y, Z. Humans still have to make the decisions. Humans still have to be interactive. Humans still have to be part of this whole equation. Because humans are actually being affected. So as we see what they're saying is ongoing elevated cases and positivity rates, I think if we look at where we're at today versus a month ago versus two months ago, I mean, we're definitely moving in the right direction. But are we overcautious? I mean, especially with the CDC saying one thing and COVID deaths really only being, you know, a little better than 9,000 in terms of true COVID-19 deaths. So are we just going too far into the caution zone, I guess is my question, because in Arizona, even though I'm not a huge fan of Republican Governor Doug Ducey, he, well, decided to let his gut instinct, his business savvy help him make some decisions. And I think that's why Arizona's probably doing and is a great model 
for the rest of the country because think about it, Arizona was a hot spot. I mean, Arizona was a hot spot just like what New York was at one time. And and I think, you know, instead of Sisolak listening to maybe uh, Comrade Newsom in California, which is dealing with a t- tremendous amount of problems there, maybe he should mimic his neighbors to the south of him, which is Arizona, and pick Governor Doug Ducey's brain to find out exactly how we can piece the economy of Las Vegas, of Nevada as a whole, back. Because I got a feeling it's going to be too late for a lot of people, because last week, If you recall, I opened up the phone lines and did kind of a survey, and I wanted to find out exactly, well, you know, are are we bouncing back? Do you feel we're bouncing back? Or are the continued layoffs uh, putting you in a position where you're going to bounce out of Nevada? Are you going to bounce out of Las Vegas? And if you recall, we had an an alarming number of calls stating, I've been in Nevada my whole life but I'm tied to the service industry with casinos, et cetera. I've got to leave. I've got to sell my house where I can still make a profit. I've got to bounce. Many, 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 many calls like that came through. You do recall that. Many people on my social media, when I asked the same question, responded in kind saying, we love Vegas, but we got to bounce. That's disappointing to me. But I understand people that, you know, can't get their bars back up or connected in that area. Uh, Small businesses, the limitations on on meetings and gatherings and church and and, you know, no music venues. The entertainers are flipping out. I mean, circuit, you know, the the circuit, you know, type shows, they're going bankrupt. I mean, my God, we're in real trouble trouble. So is the Las Vegas insider right? When I spoke yesterday about his article, am I right? Are we now going to be ghetto central in Las Vegas? Are we now going to invite the worst element to come into the win and the encore and the Bellagio where there's fights and violence and assault and all kinds of innuendo? Is that where Las Vegas is going? Friends, if Governor Sisolak doesn't do something quickly to reinvent Las Vegas. If the big wigs in the casino industry, and we've had some of them call this show, you know that, don't reinvent Las Vegas ASAP, we're in trouble. I believe we're in trouble. Now, I love Las Vegas. You love Las Vegas. And there's more to Vegas than just the boulevard, of course. But let's not forget for a moment that the strip the restaurants, the shopping, the venues, music and concerts and, and, and everything else that goes along with it and running casinos at a reduced capacity. We can't do that. It's, it's <laughs> we're going to be in real trouble. That's what I'm trying to say. And the data supports what I'm talking about. And, you know, the Democrats are supposed to be the ones that are supposed to care about the hurting person, the person that basically is struggling. Isn't that the Democrats' mantra? The Democrats are always for the little guy. That's what they've always said for the last 50 years. And you would think that the Democrats, who really are behind these continued lockdown measures, would be, well, more concerned for struggling Americans. Nope, not the case. This is why the Democrats just blocked the Senate Republican coronavirus aid bill. $300 billion that was going to be passed to help you. Some of you would benefit from some of that money because some of you 
still don't have your business to full capacity. Some of you have been permanently furloughed. Some of you are stuck. Some of you are the ones that called last week and said, I'm having to leave Las Vegas. I'm going to have to find work somewhere else. I have to sell my house because I see no clear path to victory for our family. Friends, is that you? Are you now, again, even more concerned a week later when the Democrats who say they care about you, they, they say they want to help you financially, but when you see them make these types of moves to block aid because they're not getting their special pork, they're not getting their special interests and lobbyists taken care of, because the truth is, is the Democrats are trying to politicize coronavirus. They've been doing that since the pandemic. They've been doing it in a huge way in the last two months, and it should make you sick to your stomach. It should make you sick to your stomach that right now, they're still getting paid their salary from your tax dollars, but you're still living on saltines. Because you cannot afford to go get a real good grocery shop because you're furloughed and you've maxed your credit cards. You don't know what to do. You can't find work. Now, that's not everybody, but it's sure a hell of a lot of people. Because the unemployment rate, specifically in Las Vegas, is the highest in the country. Why? Well, because Las Vegas is tied to tourism. And when you close down the entertainment establishments... And you basically take away trade shows, conventions, and you take away what makes Vegas Vegas. There's nobody working. And you've got some real problems. And you would think that this governor would get that. You would think that there would be a more active plan to get people back to work. But instead, it's continued lockdown, continued shutdown, continued, you know, coronavirus. We're not going to do anything until we have a vaccine, until the science. Look, the American people are speaking, Governor Sisolak. They're not going to take that damn vaccine. Oh, there's going to be some sheep to slaughter that will take that vaccine. But are you really trying to tell me? That you would want the public to take a vaccine that has been rushed through the system when we don't know what the hell is in it for a pandemic virus that is now way below, way below seasonal flu in terms of real COVID-19 death. Now, when I say that, some will get angry and say that's not fair because there's 190,000 people that have died in this country, Steve Sanchez, because of COVID-19. And I'll have to correct you based on the CDC's own information and say that's not true. There's 190,000 people that have died that were positive for COVID-19, but they had two or three other underlying issues that caused their death, according to the CDC. Better than 9,000 or 6% were actually COVID-19 deaths. And you know what? That's 9,000 too many. I think you'll agree with me. Nobody wants to be sick. No one wants to die. We want this whole damn 2020 in the books. We want to move on with life. But you know what? If we don't have forward-thinking administrators running states, running assemblies, running business, we're screwed. And right now I think we're screwed. And I'm opening up the phone lines so you can weigh in on the program. 702-257-5396 is how you weigh in on the conversation. 702-257-5396. You know, Donald Trump's the real villain here, though. 
even though, even though the Democrats don't seem to want to help, they will not pass any coronavirus aid. They've had plenty of time to do that. Joe Biden obviously doesn't know the numbers of COVID-19. I mean, he's been wrong. Did you hear him today? We're going to talk a little bit about that. But no, we don't want to talk about that, Steve Sanchez. We want to talk about Donald Trump lying to the American people. He knew how bad COVID-19 was. It's his fault. He wanted people to die because he wanted the stock market to go to record levels. He only cares about money. He only cares about his friends on Wall Street. But that statement doesn't line up with the facts regarding who Donald Trump is. How can we say something that's such an outrageous lie? Do you really believe, friends, that the president lied to the American people purposely and he didn't care that you got sick? He didn't care that you died. He just wanted the economy economy to do well so he could be reelected. 702-257-5396. We'll be right back. Groundbreaking talk for a nation on the brink. You're experiencing Steve Sanchez. All right, welcome back to the program. Steve Sanchez, Thursday edition of the show. Yes, it's Trump's fault. Yes, Trump lied. Did you catch the press conference today? Automatically, right away, ABC News reporter John Carl said, Thank you, Mr. President, for taking my question. Why did you lie to the American people? And why should we trust what you have to say now? This is all the press has been waiting for, the mainstream media. Bob Woodward has been lying since the days of Watergate, and we're going to be exposing that tonight. 702-257-5396 is how you weigh into the program. Let's go ahead and get back or straight to our busy calls. Let's go first tonight to Jack. Jack, you're up first. Welcome to the program. Hey, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. I would uh, like to think that uh, the United States Marine Corps got the best of Eastern Kentucky when my friends and I joined. And I also think that uh, Southern Nevada, when my family and I relocated, got what was left over in me here, too. Uh, Unfortunately, I think we're getting the worst to your opening monologue of what's coming to Southern Nevada, which Mm. is not the best of California and other states. I'm disappointed. I believe you. I believe you. I feel the same way, Jack. I'm very concerned about it. Everything they've tried to escape in their area is going to come here. Um, I've seen it happen in North Carolina from a voting block changing. You know, that was a consistently red state at one point. But Mm -hmm. enough people got tired of New York and New Jersey, but they brought their baggage with them. And, you know, North Carolina's changed. But in, in, in here, we're... The problem's a little different. Our economy's tourism-related. It's uh, recreation-related. And those events that bring real money here, long-term money, investment money, are going to disappear. And other cities are going to fight to have them be long-term in their areas. Um, One thing I noticed, man, when when crap stains something, Steve, it's hard to get rid of it. I've seen yeah. enough underwear changes over the years that if, <laughs> if you're willing to continue to put that underwear on, you have low standards. And uh, we've got some turd stains up in the governor's mansion and some of our elected officials here that we seem to tolerate. Can't do it yeah. anymore. Nah, you're absolutely right. Jack, great call. I do appreciate you, you weighing in. I'm concerned about that. I love Las Vegas. I mean, who doesn't? 
you know, and it's not just the strip and, and, you know, the great restaurants and shopping. I'm a shopper. I love restaurants. My wife and I both do. I mean, look, it's not just that, but there is, I said it last night on the show to me, the multicultural is the multicultural, uh, situation in, 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 in Vegas to me is a little glimpse of heaven. What do I mean by that? There's all different walks of life in Vegas, all different colors of the crayon box, which I love. That's, friends, what heaven will look like. A lot of people will tell you, oh, no, no, no. Heaven will be white, black, brown, purple with polka dots. And that's what I see in Vegas. That's what lends to just the, 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 just the essence of what is Las Vegas. And when I see what I see happening, and when I see inept leadership like Governor Steve Sisolak not doing enough. He's not doing enough. I'm sorry. It breaks my heart, and people are going to bounce, and that's what's happening. People are going to bounce. We're, we're hearing it here on this show. People are going to bounce because they've got to work. They've got to put food on the table. They have got to continue to live the American dream. And I don't know if this governor is going to get recalled or not. I mean, it's a pretty tough thing to, to get recalled. And do I think he needs to be recalled? Yeah, I do. I personally believe he needs to be recalled. And and I believe that there needs to be someone else that has a little more business savvy that can uh, take the reins. All right, let's go ahead and get right back to our busy calls before we bounce to break. Tony, you're next. Welcome to the show. Hey, Tony, you with me? All right, looks like Tony left the building. Producer Nate, do I have time for one more before we bounce? Okay, let's go ahead and go to Kayla. Kayla, you're up next. Welcome to the program. This isn't Kayla. This is Charles. Well, Charles, that's okay. I, I, you know, hey, look. <laughs> my brother's from another mother. <laughs> sorry about that. I guess tonight uh, my team is going to actually, my team tonight is going to confirm I need glasses. <laughs> I don't have my readers on. Charles, what's on your mind, buddy? Well, they said the eyesight's about the third thing to go, brother. We'll let that go with that. Now, to my point, if, in fact, there was the president out there lying to the dangers of what was going on, do you honestly believe that the Fouch and the Scarf wouldn't be out there screaming and hollering at the press conferences? Oh, of course they would. Of course they would. I mean, you and know, it's... And if this this so-called reporter was so concerned about this information... Why do you wait till 50 days before the election to release this information? Why do you not go directly to the public and say, oh, no, he's lying to you. Exactly. Your lives are all at risk. Exactly. You know, Charles, Bob Woodward has a history of this stuff going all the way back to Watergate. That's Bob Woodward. Now, I was on Newsmax TV today with Greg Kelly. Right before me was Bill O'Reilly. And Bill O'Reilly, you know, says, I love Bob Woodward as an investigative journalist. I don't. Now, look, I'm not going to say that Bob Woodward hasn't done a great job in investigating certain things in, in the past. I mean, come on, you got to respect the guy's been around for a long time. But there's been a lot of boo-boos, too. That's what my aunt Emily used to say. That's a big boo-boo. And I think, you know, Bob Woodward has had more boo-boos out there. And I just don't believe Bob Woodward. I don't trust him, and he just wants to sell books. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking with it. Steve Sanchez, 702. 257-5396 is how you weigh in on the conversation. Let's take a break and come back and hit right back to those calls. Don't go away.
I can tell you this, you're never taking advice from a fool, not when you're hanging out here with me every single night. Glad you're with me, 702-257-5396. You know, there's another pandemic going on. It's just not COVID-19. I've been talking about the pandemic that the numbers are growing. So, you know, with COVID-19, thank God numbers are coming down across the board. But with this other pandemic, numbers are growing, and I see no end in sight, and that's the pandemic of civil unrest. And it's continuing to happen. Every single day we're hearing about someone getting hit over the head with a brick. We're hearing about a store getting burned down or looted. And someone's got to be funding these imbeciles out there that have the equipment and the time to do this. So 50 GOP congressmen have asked the Department of Justice to investigate who may be funding the riots. And I'm glad, I'm glad that they're asking this question. The real question is, will the DOJ investigate individuals or groups funding and organizing these Antifa and Black Lives Matter, etc.? I mean, someone has to be funding them. So here's my question. Who do you think? Do you think it's really George Soros and those types of groups? Because you know someone has to be forking out the dollars to put the big pellets of bricks. They just didn't show up automatically. It wasn't the three little little pigs and the one pig that built the brick house. No. Someone had to put the pellets of bricks out there. Someone has to be giving them the equipment that they're getting. Someone's writing the checks. And my God, I believe... I believe, and I'm glad that Representative Ken Buck, Republican out of California, or excuse me, Colorado, is leading these 50 lawmakers in requesting this from the Attorney General, Bill Barr. Because we need to know. Wouldn't you agree, friends, we need to know? And when we find out, and I believe eventually we will find out, and I think this is what scares the hell out of them for a re-election for Trump, then they should be held to the highest degree of consequence because what these looters and rioters are doing is not peaceful protesting. They are animals, thugs and criminals, beating people up, civil unrest, looting. This is not peaceful protesting. Not one bit. 702-257-5396. Let's go ahead and jump back to our busy calls. Ben, you're up next. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Steve. Could I could I back up just a moment and then speak about this governor? Sure. I, I know you you've moved on a little bit, but That's I, okay. I've been on hold. Uh, I, I'd just like to point out a few things this governor has done. He's lost our two biggest trade shows, the yep. CES and the SEMA show. The rodeo is gone. It went yep. to Texas. It looks like our biggest attended sporting event, the NASCAR race, at the end of the month is going to be run without fans. And and uh, one and they say there's more to come. One economy analyst I heard said it will be 2023 before Nevada can get back to the full swing again. This governor has shown me he is intellectually illiterate, and and uh, he's got no business even even being the governor. He's got no plan whatsoever for recovery. And if he doesn't agree with me, then here's a personal challenge to him to come on your show and prove me wrong. Oh, Ben, great call. I have extended invitations to the governor, and I've given up. Because if you come on this show, I am going to ask the hard questions of my constituency, and that's this audience. 
questions that are not gotcha questions, just legitimate questions that need to be asked. And, you know, I'm, I'm with you on that because the rodeo just went to Arlington, Texas. And do you think that these other cities right now that are opened up, let's just use Arlington or Texas as a whole as a state, you don't think they're going to try to fight for convention business? You don't think they're going to try to fight for that business? Of course they're going to do that. But when you have inept leadership that doesn't understand, this is the problem you face. And again, it begs the question, are we in such a bad position with COVID-19 in Las Vegas, in Nevada as a whole, that is preventing him from moving forward? I mean, again, the numbers just don't seem to make any sense or add up. Steve Sanchez, 702-257-5396. Top of the hour news is next. And you're going to definitely want to hang out for hour number two. Don't go away. 